welcome to the Grace Nuts Podcast. We're glad y'all are here. I'm Heather. And I'm Sarah. Grab a coffee or a sweet tea and your favorite cozy blanket. And join us as we discuss navigating life's daily challenges through the biblical principles found in God's Word. Hey y'all, welcome back to the podcast. Today is our first actual episode on a topic, so we're a little nervous, excited about that. Um, Sarah, how's your week been going so far? Well, I'm sure you guys can tell by my voice that I am sick. So we were actually supposed to record this podcast earlier this week, but I came down with something. Still don't know what I have. Been tested for everything under the sun and everything came back negative. So I'm getting over that. So that's why my voice sounds a little um, strange, but I'm getting on the mend and hopefully I should be better by the first of next week. I hope. Yes. You sound way better than you did. I sounded like a straight up man, the beginning of this week. <laughs> like I literally sounded manly. I'm like, we cannot record this podcast. It was too bad. Yeah. This is a, a dramatic improvement to what it was earlier in the week for sure. Yeah. So I have a story, a coffee story, actually. What? Coffee? Yeah, so you (laughs) right yesterday. I was meeting a friend at a local place here, it's like an indoor playground. And I texted her and I was like, Hey, do you want a Starbucks? Because it's right across the street. And she was like, Yeah, so well, I didn't realize that it was Red Cup Day. Like, if you don't know about that, every year I guess it's a thing with Starbucks. If you order a holiday drink on a specific day, they give you a free reusable holiday cup, and that's like a big deal, apparently. And so I go to pull in the parking lot and it's legit backed out into the street, 20 cars deep at least. And I was like, yeah, I'm not waiting in that. So I pulled next door and I was like, well, I'll just order it on the app. So I go to like pull it up and I was going to search for her drink first. I'm not normally a coffee drinker. I was just going to get a chai. And so the first thing that popped up was a peppermint mocha. And I was like, "Eh, I've never tried that before. Maybe I'll try it. And so I like clicked on it. And then there were all these customizations that you could do to it, right? All these things that you could change or you could add or take away. And I was like, whoa. So it said there was two shots of espresso in it. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to take one of those off. I only need one because I don't even really like coffee anyway. And then I knocked the syrup down. There was like four pumps of each syrup. So I knocked those down to two because I'm not really a sweet drink like I don't want my drink to be like super sweet and I got it and tried it and I actually really liked it you would be so proud of me who even are you I I was proud of myself I actually drink something other than cold brew which I don't drink cold brew sometimes but it was a hot coffee drink I was proud of myself look at you yep today we're going to be talking about thankfulness. It is the week of Thanksgiving, so we decided we would be cliche and just talk a little bit about thankfulness, but we're going to go in kind of a little bit of a different direction, I guess you could say. Um, So the first first thing we want to talk about is like the definition between being thankful or being grateful. What's What's the difference? Right, so gratitude is being thankful, but it's acting upon your thankfulness. So like saying it or demonstrating it in some way. And being thankful is expressing gratitude and relief. So kind of being thankful is more of a feeling and being grateful is more of an action. 
Right. So they're very similar. They go hand in hand, but they are different. Right. So biblically speaking, whenever you talk about, whenever the Bible talks about thankfulness, it's actually a command in scripture. You know, the Bible says, be thankful unto him and bless his name for the Lord is good. It's it's a command in scripture to be thankful. So it's easy to be thankful when things are always going good, right? Definitely. It's a lot easier to be thankful when you're up on that mountaintop. Everything seems to be going pretty good. You don't really have any problems. But what we kind of want to talk about today is being thankful in the midst of grief or in the midst of a trial or in the midst of a problem that you're going through. It's a lot harder to obey that command to be thankful when you're going through something versus when you're when you're not. Right, definitely, definitely. And so as we were thinking about this and you know praying about what we, you know, scripturally what we should put here, our minds immediately went to the book of Job. And we all know if you've been in church any amount of time, we all know the story of Job and how, um, you know, he lost pretty much everything that he had, and um, but he didn't get bitter at God, and he didn't sin against God. Um, so we're going to go deep into kind of that story a little bit and kind of dissect it and kind of talk about some of the things that he went through. Yeah, so basically in a nutshell, if you've not really been familiar with the story of Job, The Bible says that he was a perfect and upright man who feared God. And for the Bible to say that about someone, for like it to be documented that he was an Mm -hmm. upright man and he feared the Lord, that was a pretty important man. So basically, one day Satan goes up to God, like he literally, it says the sons of God gathered and Satan was among them. And he he goes up to him and he's having a conversation with him. Like, it just, after we've started reading this story, I'm like, this is so odd. Like, nowhere else really in the Bible do you see that, like, Satan just goes up and is like, hey, God, what's going on? Like, how's it going? And God's like, you know, what what are you doing? What's going on? And he's like, oh, I've just been walking, you know, to and fro about the earth. And God says, have you considered my servant Job? And Satan's like, well, yeah, like he serves you because you put a hedge about him. And that's the only reason that he serves you. And, you know, is, is a man who fears you is because you put a hedge about him. And if you take it away, he'll curse you to your face. Mm-hmm. And God says, well, okay, well, everything that he has is in your power, but you can't touch him. So any possession that he has, you can take or do whatever you want to. It's in your power, but you can't touch him. So Satan is like, okay, all right, let's let's test this guy out. So the next day, Job is, you know, living his normal life. And then servant after servant starts to come tell him these stories about how all you have, you know, he had all these animals. Well, your camels died and I'm the only one who survived to come tell you about it. Or your sheep, they all died and I'm the only one who lived to tell you about it. And then all of his children were in the same house. They were eating dinner together, all of his children. And a strong wind came and blew the walls down and all of them are dead. And Job literally loses almost everything that he has in one day. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine the amount of pain and suffering that he was going through? It's easy to be on this side and say, oh, if that happened to me, I wouldn't get mad at God or anything like that. Because none of us have... 
we've all been through hardships and we've all been through loss, but I don't think anybody's really been to the extent that Job had. I mean, he lost his wealth, his riches, his livelihood, um, you know, what he thought more than likely he would be able to pass down to his children, uh, you know, after he was gone, the inheritance that he had for them, all that was gone, his children were gone. It's it's easy to stand on this side and say that we wouldn't get mad at God, but really, I can't, I don't know if I could say that, you know, it just being human, just being real, it's it's hard to say that I would bless the Lord at a time like this. Yeah, so the Bible says in Job 1 verse 20, after all this stuff has happened, Job then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head, which was a form of grieving in those times, mm-hmm. and fell down upon the ground. And the next two words are, are amazing. It says, and worshiped. After all that happened to him, he fell down on his face before the Lord and he worshiped him. Yeah, yeah. And verse 21 says, and said, naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this, Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. Yeah, he didn't get bitter at God. And that's just so, it's so crazy to think about that. So it's one thing to not say something out loud, but think it in your mind. But obviously Job didn't even do that because it says he sinned not. In all this, Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. It's like he didn't even blame God in his mind. Right. That could not have been an easy thing to do. Mm -hmm. So then in chapter two, Satan comes back up to God again. And God says, you know, what, what you doing? And he's like, oh, just, you know, going to and fro about the earth again. And in verse three, it says, and the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil? And still he holdeth fast his integrity, although thou movest me against him to destroy him without cause. And Satan answered the Lord and said, Skin for skin, yea, all that a man hath will he give for his life. But put, put forth thine hand now, and touch his bone and his flesh, and he will curse thee to thy face. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, he is in thine hand but save his life. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord and smote Job with sore boils from the sole of his foot unto his crown. And he took him a potsherd to scrape himself with all, and he sat down among the ashes. So now you have all this stuff that has happened to Job. He's lost everything that he has. And now the devil has, has afflicted his body. So you think about if you lost everything that you had, your wealth, your livelihood, your animals, your children, and now you're, you've got sores all over your body and now you're afflicted and you're in physical pain, how easy it would be to say, I give up. I give up. I'm just going to like, like in verse nine, his wife comes before him and says, you know, just curse God and die. How easy would that have been, honestly? And I think I think that Job's wife gets a lot of, you know, flack for saying that. But honestly, if I was in that position, in my human flesh, I probably would be saying the same thing, in all honesty. Um, for sure, definitely. But if you look, 
in verse 10 of chapter 2, the Bible says, But he said unto her, Thou speakest as one of the foolish women speaketh. What? Shall we receive good at the hand of God, and shall we not receive evil? In all this did not Job sin with his lips. So we see again, Job, Job didn't sin again. Even though he's still going through all of these things, and now he's afflicted physically, he still didn't sin against God, and he didn't get bitter at God. It's an amazing story, how much he went through and all the things that he suffered. And he still said, blessed be the name of the Lord. The devil took everything Job had thinking it, that it would make him mad at God. But it actually it, it brought didn't. him closer to God. Yeah. Yeah. And I heard a preacher put it this way, and I, I can't quote it verbatim because I don't remember exactly how he said it. But he said something along the lines of, you know, the devil tried taking everything and found that it didn't work. You know, he tried taking everything from Job, trying to get him to, um, you know, lose his faith in God, to lose his trust in God, to get him to turn his back on God, but it really brought him closer to God. So now the devil is giving us everything. He's letting us have everything. We have, I mean, we all have houses and cars and more than we need and a lot of our wants too. So now the devil has got it to where, you know, we have all of God's blessings that he's given us. God wants to bless us. He wants to give us what we want. He wants to give us what we need. And the devil has seen that the more that we have, the more that we think we don't need God. You know, we we have all we need, so we don't think we have to ask God for anything anymore. You know, we don't think mm, that we have to good. go to God for anything. And I thought that was really, really good and really powerful. That's something that stuck with me, thinking that, you know, I have all these things because of the Lord. And that's something that I do need to be thankful for, right? I do need to be thankful for all these things that I do have. But even in the valley, we can be thankful. And this is the kind of perspective that we wanted to go from in this podcast was even through trials and even through grief, there is still praise that the Lord deserves through the valley. Definitely. And just because the Bible commands us to be thankful doesn't mean that we're not allowed to grieve either. Oh, right? absolutely. So definitely want to cover that because, you know, God did give us emotions. He did. He gave us the feelings of sadness, the feelings of loss. And that grief is something that's okay to feel mm-hmm. just because you're commanded to be thankful doesn't mean that you're not allowed to grieve. Right. It can be so easy when we go through something to just put on that happy face and be like, you know, when people ask you how you are, you just say, oh, I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I'm making it. You know, from the inside, you're tore up, you're discouraged, you're sad, you're breaking, you're shattering, but it's okay to grieve. It's okay to grieve. Grief is not a sin. And God doesn't get mad at us when we grieve. You know, my mind goes to the Garden of Gethsemane when Jesus was praying and asking the Lord to let that cup pass from him. It says that his sweat became as great drops of blood. He was in so much grief over that prayer that his sweat became as great drops of blood. The Lord had emotions too. He cried when Lazarus died. You know, it says, you know, Jesus wept and he gave us emotions for a reason. So it's okay to grieve. It's okay to go through hard times, but don't ever lose 
your thankfulness for what the Lord has done. That's good. That's good. Uh, reminds me this week, we had revival this past week with um, Brother David Gibbs, and it was really good. And I can't remember a time that a revival did so much in my own heart. And I, I know that I've been a part of so many different revivals in my lifetime, right? I mean, we were both raised in church, so we've been in countless, countless numbers of church mm-hmm. services. And this week, I prayed before revival started, and I said, God, please just speak to my heart. And I can't honestly say that I ever remember truly doing that before. And every single message, I mean, it was just so, so good. And he talked one night about, like, what's holding God's people back from revival, and he kind of talked along those same lines of, you know, the more things that we have— the more that we fall in love with this world instead of putting our eyes on things above, right? Like this is just a temporary place. Our thoughts should really be on heaven and what's going to happen there. And yeah, we can be thankful for the things that God has, has given us here, but we really should be thankful for, you know, that gift of salvation that he sent Mm -hmm. his son to take our place so that we could enjoy heaven later. And, you know, it it can be easy to fall in love with the affection for these things in the world, but really we're, we're called to keep our eyes on Christ and keep our eyes on heaven. So I actually told my Sunday school class on Sunday, I got up to teach and I told them I was, we were in a meeting earlier this year with Pastor Brian Cardwell, he was preaching and he challenged the congregation. It was like on a Friday, he challenged the congregation that following Monday to whenever you get in your car on your way to school, on your way to work, no matter if you have a five minute drive or an hour drive to just start praying. He said, but don't ask God for anything. He said, just thank him for for everything that you have, you know, just keep thanking him until that car ride is over. Just keep thanking the Lord. And I've actually, I've tried to keep that a habit on Monday mornings on my ride to work. Cause I have like a 35 minute drive to work. So that first Monday, it was a challenge. You know, I was like, Oh, this will be easy. You know, I have all these blessings and everything, but it was so hard not to ask the Lord for anything, I guess. Cause we're just so used to in prayer, like, Oh Lord, please help this situation. And please bless this mm-hmm. and help this person, help that person. But whenever I actually took a step back and started thanking the Lord for things, it changed my perspective on my whole day. It changed you know, my outlook throughout my week, really, just being thankful and naming blessings and acknowledging blessings, even if they're so small, mm-hmm. but that the Lord had given me. So I challenge y'all, you know, today's Tuesday, tomorrow, on your way to work, on your way to school, Try taking a, a few minutes even of your ride. You don't have to take the whole ride, but and just thank the Lord. It's Thanksgiving week. Be thankful and try to name those blessings and claim those blessings and don't let them be taken for granted. Yeah, and if there's someone in your life that like has truly made an impact on you, whether it be parent or a mentor or just someone that you haven't really expressed gratitude to before, tell them, tell them how much of a blessing they are to you. 
and let them know like, hey, you you helped me through a difficult time or whatever. Like you you helped me through a difficult time or your word of encouragement just really blessed me or something. Just express your gratitude. It's one thing to be thankful, right? Like we talked about earlier, that gratefulness is showing that appreciation of kindness. It's an action. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we take for granted like, oh, well, I can be thankful for someone, but we don't really take the time to tell them. And I think that it would make a big difference if yeah, I we think just about, express like, that. Yeah, I think about whenever I lived at home with my mom, I think it was just always like, oh, she knows that I appreciate, you know, when I, she washes my clothes for me or when she cooks me dinner or when she cleans or stuff like that. But actually telling her that I'm thankful, hey, mom, thank you for doing that. I know you didn't have to. Thank you for caring enough to do that, you know. Or even telling my husband, thank you when he he washed the dishes last night. You know, that's something that I really appreciate that I didn't have to do. I absolutely hate washing the dishes. Yeah. It's one of my things around the house that I dislike to do the most. And I didn't even have to ask him. He just Same. did it, you know. Um, just being thankful for little things, you know. The vehicle you drive. The gas that's in your vehicle. Food on your table. Shoes on your feet. Clothes on your back. You know, things that we we take for granted every day, the air that God lets us breathe, you know, I'm thankful for that, for health, even though I might not be the healthiest right now, but I'm alive and I am a lot better off than some people are. And so God is just so good and I'm thankful for all the lessons that he's given me. So the rest of this week, just try to be thankful when you're with your family, you know, eating dinner express to them how thankful you are for them because life is so short and you never know when you know the last the last time that you have with somebody might be and I've learned that you know the past two years more than anything I've learned that my yeah just try to be try to be extra thankful this week that's such a great idea to to do that in the car I really like that I'm going to try to start doing that it's kind of hard with kids in the car when I'm in the car by myself, I'm going to definitely try to remember to do that. Thanks for listening. We hope that you guys have a wonderful Thanksgiving week. Just a reminder, we are now airing on all major platforms. So we're on Spotify, Google Podcast, and Apple Podcast. We would love for you to leave us a review and also follow us on Instagram at GraceNotesCollective underscore. I'm Heather. And I'm Sarah. Thanks for listening to the Grace Notes Podcast.